Hello, and welcome to BJGP Interviews. I'm Nada Khan, and I'm one of the associate editors of the BJGP. Thanks for taking the time today to listen to this podcast. So cancer is a big topic for the journal, and GPs often think about early diagnosis and how to improve outcomes for our patients. And in this episode, we talk to Ruth Swan, who is a senior analyst with Cancer Research UK, working in partnership with NHS England, about the study that she's published alongside colleagues here in the BJGP. The paper is titled Comparisons Between the 2018 and 2014 National Cancer Diagnosis Audits for England. So thanks, Ruth, for joining me here today to discuss this paper. And as I've mentioned, as GPs, we're often thinking about cancer in our patients and trying to pick it up early. So talk us through the audits you did here, these National Cancer Diagnosis Audits and what they covered. Yeah, so the uh, the National Cancer Diagnosis Audit, or NCDA, as I will refer to it in short, um, this was a, an audit set up to understand the pathway to diagnosis for cancer patients. Um, so we already know that an earlier diagnosis of cancer can lead to better patient outcomes and a better quality of life for the patients. Uh, but to understand where there are challenges or where it's working well. The audit, uh, National Cancer Diagnosis Audit was set up to try and understand this further. So this was done in uh, two phases using the same methodology. Um, It was used on patients diagnosed in 2014 and then repeated a couple of years later on patients diagnosed in 2018. And this spans uh, the NICE referral guidelines for the referral for suspected cancer, which were introduced in 2015. So we took a a snapshot of what was happening before and after the NICE guidelines were introduced. The audits were uh, conducted in England, uh, Scotland, Northern Ireland and Wales. Um, And for the the study that we've looked at, um, I've just focused on the England data due to the different systems between the nations and the different referral guidelines that take place. So as you mentioned, the aim of this study was to look at the 2018 audit and compare this to the 2014 results. And the hypothesis was that the NICE guidance might be associated with an observable change in cancer outcomes here. So Let's just talk a little bit about the results. So what were the overall findings and what did you find comparing these two time points? When we um, compared the 2014 and 2018 audits, uh, we saw that generally um, the diagnostic process had improved for for cancer patients. So it was a a good news story, really. Um, So we looked at specific things such as primary care-led investigations. So these are tests that the GP have ordered and have responsibility for. And we saw an increase um, in the 2018 data when we looked at patients uh, having multiple consultations. So that's defined as patients having three or more consultations before referral. We saw that fewer patients were having multiple consultations. Um, Then when we looked at Referral type, we saw that more patients were having an urgent suspected cancer referral and less patients were having a routine or emergency referral. So more patients were going on a more directed cancer pathway and less emergency referrals. One other thing that we could look at as well is the intervals. So how long it takes for the patients to go through the systems. And uh, we saw that 
when we looked at the primary care interval, so this is the time taken from patients to go from presentation of symptoms to the point of referral, we saw that this reduced in the 2018 data as well. And because we knew that knew that the time through primary care had reduced, we also wanted to look at the time to diagnosis to make sure that it wasn't just that patients were being referred quicker and then they would spend a longer time in secondary care. So we looked at the whole pathway from the time of presentation to the time of diagnosis, also known as the diagnostic interval. And that also was shorter in the 2018 guidelines. So we, we looked at quite a few different metrics that are associated with uh, a faster referral, faster diagnosis for patients and patients having fewer consultations um, compared to the 2014 data. So with the NICE guidelines in the, in the, the middle of these two audits, um, the, the NICE guidelines were, they, they had a reduction in the uh, threshold for referral and increasing in, in tests. Um, so we saw some of that, that change. Um, what we aren't able to do though is specifically say that the changes that we saw were directly related to the, the updated NICE guidelines. Um, we haven't assessed that directly and have to be aware that there were other campaigns going on at similar times and there might have been local initiatives happening within the practice to, to, to make those changes as well. So it's a, it was a good thing, uh, but we would leave, leave the readers to decide themselves whether it was the actual NICE guidelines that had the impact on the results. And did you find any difference between cancer sites? Did the data look at, look at that in any detail? Um, yes, for the, um, there were uh, quite big differences between the cancer sites. So, for example, patients with breast cancer, um, they had very few avoidable delays. Um, and then compared to other cancer sites, such as stomach or multiple myeloma, they were reported to have more avoidable delays. And I think this just shows the, the symptom presentation of the two. Um, so with breast cancer, quite often someone might present with a breast lump and there's clear guidelines of what to do with those patients. Um, and, and like other cancer sites that have more vague symptoms, they have a bit more of a challenged uh, pathway. And um, I think it's, it's, it's good that the GPs can look at the health records and see in hindsight, could have anything been done differently. Yeah. Um, so it seems like it's good news that most cancer diagnosis journeys had improved between 2014 and 2018, but there's probably still room for improvement. What did the data show about what we're not doing quite so well? One of the areas was the primary care-led investigation. So in the 2014, uh, we saw that 45% of all of cancer patients were having an investigation as part of their cancer diagnosis um, within primary care before they were referred. Um, and then in 2018, we saw that this had increased at 48%. So on, on the face value, this looks like there was an increase in investigations when we drilled down into this a little bit deeper, we saw that that was mainly due to blood testing. And then when we drilled a little bit deeper to find out what exactly the blood tests were that had uh, caused this increase, we saw that it was mostly cancer biomarkers in prostate cancer. So this would be PSA testing for suspicion of prostate cancer. Um, and in 2018, um, there was the public announcement of um, Stephen Fry and Bill Turnbull with their prostate cancer diagnosis. And there was um, a bigger increase in prostate cancer 
diagnoses within the whole population. So this might just ref the increase in primary care testing for PSA might just reflect the demand that was happening at the time. And it might not have actually been a real increase in an uh, in investigation. So when we also looked at uh, investigations, uh, we included them in a regression model so we could adjust for demographics of the patients and the practice. And we saw there was a significant increase in blood tests, which we had seen descriptively. Um, but then when we looked at endoscopies and imaging, there were no, was no difference between the two, two cohorts over time. So uh, it could be that these tests could, could be increased as well. Okay. And just thinking about these findings in practice and with the introduction of the NICE guidelines, there were probably more patients being referred uh, along suspected cancer pathways via the two-week wait. And you touch upon this in the discussion a bit, but what might be some of the implications of increasing referrals of patients with suspected cancer via these uh, urgent pathways? Yeah, I, th I think it's a good thing that there was uh, more referrals and people, more patients going on a a streamlined directed cancer pathway to secondary care. Um, the, the more referrals that happen, the more demand there is on secondary care. So that has to, has to be taken into consideration. I think one of the benefits as well from the NCDA is that we could also look at the emergency referrals and routine referrals and these decrease as well. So while there might be uh, an increase in one pathway, the emergency referrals are decreasing. So there's a, there's a shift in uh, where the resources are needed. Okay. And I wonder if you have any key messages coming out of this research for GPs. So what do some of these results mean for clinical practice? I think it's good that um, GPs are aware of, of what the situation is um, and, and how it's changed over time. I think um, they could look at their own practice and see what they're doing and compare it against the national results. Um, one thing that we also did with the NCDA is that for the GPs that took part, so we had in the 2018 audit, 27% of GPs took part in the, in the audit. And um, as part of that, they could, when they were entering the data, they could get instant feedback on What's, what was happening within their practice. And they also had discussions within their practice and PCN to try and understand the, what was happening. Uh, we also gave them feedback re reports for each practice based on their individual results with benchmarking against um, a similar practice group, CCG in the national level. So they could see where they are and how, how, to, how to compare to the other geographical regions and to see areas where they might be able to improve or see areas where they can pat themselves on the back and say, right, we're, do we're doing a good job here, so let's keep, keep on going. Yeah, it's incredible how much in terms of audit and feedback that just being able to benchmark your own performance really pushes practices and practitioners to improve their care or, as you say, give themselves a pat on the back. So that's great. Okay. Um, any other key findings you want to highlight from this research at all? We also looked at safety netting, um, and this did decrease in the 2018 compared to the 2014 audit. Um, but with patients being referred quicker and having fewer consultations, there might have been less opportunity for safety netting or less reason to have safety netting. Um, so this might not be a negative result, I think. 
Absolutely. And I think that with two-week weight pathways, at least my practices in terms of safety netting, just making sure that the patient knows that if they don't get a call or an appointment within two weeks from the hospital, then they should be chasing us for that appointment rather than more symptom safety netting. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's probably a great place to wrap things up. So, yeah, I just wanted to say thanks very much for taking the time today, Ruth, for joining me to talk about this paper. Thank you for the opportunity. It's it's a pleasure to speak to you. And thank you all very much for listening to this BJGP podcast. The original research article can be found on bjgp.org and the show notes and podcast audio can be found at bjgplife.com. It's been really interesting talking to Ruth about this data, about cancer diagnoses and how things are changing over time, possibly due to the NICE referral guidelines. Thanks again for listening and bye. Bye.